Let's see. So recapping uh, the game, you know, we, we you know, it's unfortunate that we, we didn't play as well as we, we normally have played on the defensive side. You know, there was uh, a number of errors that were uncharacteristic um, from from what they've their body of work has been over the course of the season. Um, there is a sense of urgency, though, uh, because for the last two games, you know, this has been challenging for them. So we, we, we want to make sure that we shore those things up. We had really good meetings today, uh, both offensively and defensively. But, um, you know, there's a lot of pride on the defensive side. There's a lot of experience on that side. And those guys are, are not very happy with what it looked like, you know, last week. So uh, it's important for them to, to get those things addressed and shored up, you know, particularly going into a good week this week with, with Oregon State coming in town, which is a really good football team. But um, there's definitely some attention to, uh, to how things have been done the last couple of weeks, and they're, they're eager to, to get those things fixed. I would say offensively, uh, it was probably our most solid performance we've had, even though it was a slow start to the game. Um, you know, we didn't get much done early. Uh, we got ourselves in a big deficit, but our players kind of still stayed locked in about creating some offense and creating some plays and getting some, some continuity. And I was really encouraged with, with how they, they uh, kind of battled through the game. Uh, it was probably collectively our best offensive line's performance, you know, in terms of their body of work from run production and in protection. Uh, I thought the running backs, uh, they all three were uh, pretty resourceful for us, both in the run game and also in the passing game and in protections. I thought receivers are, are getting better and better. You know, Brandon Rice had a, another back-to-back -back game where he's had 100 yards. And then Brandon Lewis, I thought, played well. You know, he played well. He's uh, he's he's took a big step forward. So, you know, it's November now. You know, November is that month you want to start playing your best football. Uh, that's in any circumstance, whether your record is. But you, I think it's a critical month that we end up, you know, this season finishing playing our best football, you know, in all three phases. I, our special teams has been, uh, I would say, They've, they've really played well consistently through the season. Uh, almost had a kickoff return, returned for a touchdown. Um, those guys, uh, you know, our, our coverage teams are doing well. You know, the score team uh, made all their kicks. So, you know, right now we're, we're, we're getting bits and pieces of some really good performances, and we just got to put it all together now, you know, both offensively, defensively, and special teams. So. Uh, be a good challenge this week for us with Oregon State coming in. They're a good team. Uh, matter of fact, all these teams that are that are kind of in the our, our last four games here are really really good teams, and we need to step up to the plate and really do a great job of giving our chances, giving ourselves a chance to to be successful and win some of these games down here. So, um, started today with a good practice, and uh, there's good energy. You know, the guys understand what's in front of them, and and we're ready to move forward. So I'd like to open up for questions. You talked about the offensive lines improving. When you turn on the tape of that game, was it did it just come down to they were executing better, or were there things you implemented with Coach Vallejo's taking over there that kind of aided in their improvement? Probably all of the above there, Adam. I think it was their attention to detail and their preparation was better. 
there was more energy that how they played. I felt they were they were engaged and and really had great communication with getting everybody on the same page. Now, were there still a few mistakes in there? Yeah, but I would say the body of work was probably our best look that we've had so far this season. And I think it is the implementation of you know what William and Donovan has been doing, you know, for us, you know, for just in our preparation week prior to the game, and. Uh, I believe it's been a positive, you know, kind of a boost of confidence in a way. You know, the way that they're coaching those guys, the way they're responding to them, and uh, they're having fun. You know, that's one thing I think they're they're starting to enjoy the game a lot more. And you know, it was good to see that they were really enjoying just battling and and creating some some positive plays. You know, probably in some difficult circumstances. There was four fourth and fourth down conversions we made, which was I think was huge. Uh, we still got to work on third down. We had we still converted some of those third and shorts, but you know we there was a point in the game where we we had to go on every opportunity we had it because we were down so many points, and I think our guys were receptive to understanding the, those conditions and and they made some plays work to get us some points on the board. So those are all real positive steps for what the offense has done. Actually, I asked Alex about that after the game, and he said it was kind of confidence building for you guys to go for those fourth downs. You guys have been last in the country at fourth town before this last week before you go four for four. How confidence building can that be for your team that you showed your offense? Say, hey, I believe in you guys. You can get this done. It was big. You know, it was big as you can imagine, Brian. It, you know, this talking about it in our huddles and you know before the plays have been 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 run. You know, there was a lot of confidence that they could achieve what they were what it were setting our goals to achieve in those situations, and it was fun to see that they were into it. You know, they were into it. They understood it was a, one of those must-make opportunities, and, you know, they made all of them. So it's definitely a big confidence boost, for sure. Yes, ma'am. What, this was a real important game so far as confidence, as we, we said. What do you want to see specifically going forward from your, your offense? Building off of this this performance that they had this last week, you know, Oregon's a, you know, one of the top teams in our conference right now. Um, it's not an easy place to play, but and we we didn't play well early, but we battled and, and tried to make, uh, you know, impose our will so to speak in certain situations and getting some points on the board, and I think we were able to succeed with those moments. Uh, and I, I believe this team has so much more to give, so much more that they can improve. Uh, and they're, they're chomping at the bit right now, really. You know, I think this game gave them a shot of confidence about their, what they could do. Because after watching the tape and, you know, like in anything, whether you win or lose, there's always things you did good or, or, or not so good. But most of it was good this week. And they feel very confident that they can shore up some things to be even better. So I feel it's a big confidence boost for them. But specifically in the offense, you want to run, you want to throw. What, what do you want to see specifically happening now that you've got this positive going on? What do you want to do? Continuity. Okay. You know, just the execution of, of making sure you're having some successful run game and being able to, to balance that with throwing the football. And we have some, some of the playmakers are, are starting to make those plays, you know, in the passing game. So their confidence is high and they want the ball. And I believe our running backs feel the same way. You know, they, they've been more of a factor in the passing game, you know, this last game. 
which was really good, which helps uh, their confidence with, with the other facets of what they do. So it is trying to create the balance that we've, we've always tried to strive for offensively, and we need to continue to build on those, you know, those, you know, those, those benchmarks we did last week and hopefully do them better this week. Carl, you mentioned you've got some angry guys on defense that want to be better. Uh, who do you feel like needs to step up leadership-wise? Well, without Nate, obviously you're missing a big-time player, but also a big-time leader. Um, is that part of it? Is you know, be angry, but also you need some guys to lead that, that group with Nate's kind of We definitely need to improve our, our communication there. Uh, you know, Nate's a natural leader. You know, he talks every on every play, on every adjustment, even hints to, oh, they're running the ball here. You know, he does a lot of stuff just instinctively. Uh, we, need, we just need more communication. That that's, doesn't need to be like what Nate communicates, but just making sure they're seeing the adjustments. They're getting clues from the offense about, hey, watch this or watch that. You know, just more communication just to get everybody on the same page. That's, what's, that's a natural thing that Nate does. It's probably not as natural for everyone else. But there's some capable guys. You know, Carson Wells is a very good guy that he sees things. He sniffs things out. You know, I would say Mustafa is one of those guys, too. You know, um, you know, Quinn Perry, who has played more extensively this year, is starting to grow into doing some of that role, too, in terms of leadership and having that communication. And then our back end needs to do the same thing, too. You know, Mark Perry needs, needs to communicate better with, with, with the secondary and the adjustments that they see, too. So there's, there's some capable players, for sure. And we challenged them all about those guys stepping up, you know, getting everybody on the same page. And they're eager to do that. So... You know, a couple of, when you when you had a performance like that, I, which I I believe is not characteristic of our defense, you know they they want to get it right, and I, and I think you're going to see the difference this week. Oregon State leads the conference in rushing, and BJ Baylor's done a good job for them. What kind of stands out about their their rushing attack when you watch them? They they're they're well coached and very disciplined on offense and on defense, but on their on their offense they they have some imposing challenges because they. They can run the ball in every personnel group pretty effectively, you know, whether it's 11 personnel or 12 personnel with two tight ends. or so A lot of the times they roll out 13 personnel, which is three tight ends and a receiver out there. And the, I would say their, their best attribute is that they have that balance. They can run the football and they have certain countermeasures off of those run actions to, to make a defense, you know, try to – defend both the play action game and in the and in the run game so uh, that's always a really common thread that I think most teams including ourselves would love to have is to be able to have a sustainable run game and then build compliments off of that because that challenges a defense to defend both and they they do a really nice job with that and our quarterback uh, Nolan's he he's you know he's not the most flashy guy but he's a very very productive guy very productive because he can make plays with his legs. He does get to play to a skill outside, and and I think he does a nice job of getting in, getting them into the right play at times when he's making audibles at the line of scrimmage. You just stick with your defense. Uh, do you see some fire from those guys wanting to prove to people that they can actually play well without Nate? That, that's a, you know that was talked about quite a bit today. It's funny you mentioned that because yes, they they know that one guy doesn't make a defense. You know, it, and, and Nate knows that, too, and he expresses that with those guys, too. But, you know, we, we just need our guys to do their role and, uh, and increase their communication. 
you know, within that role. You know, the things that I was talking about with those few players that I mentioned, you know, they just need to step up and make sure everybody's on the same page. You know, when you have someone in the front, like for a defensive lineman like Mustafa, that can help the other lineman with what he sees, or a linebacker like Quinn Perry or, or Mark Perry on the back end, all those guys need to step up and get everybody on the same page. And, and if they see something, it's okay to give them an alert. Hey, watch for this, watch for that. You know, those types of things. Those are all good, outstanding clues to make sure everybody's awareness is high so that they can react to what they see. We didn't see Guy Thomas out there on Saturday. Is he injured? He is. He is. He's got a, a, a lower extremity injury, a sprain, so he's, he's going to even be out this week. You know, Nate's, I would say, talking about injuries, he's, you know, he, I call it week to week, but it's, you know, I want to make sure he's healthy. And I mentioned that to you guys after the game. I'm not going to put him at risk, even though he would, he would probably try to play with one arm if he was up to him. I'm not going to let him do that. So I just don't want to put guys at risk doing that. And, you know, so we're going to treat it week to week. And, and he's feeling better, but he's not, I don't think he's capable of, of well, I would say he's doubtful this week to, to play. Uh, on a brighter note, Levante's back. So he practiced this morning and, you know, he's excited to be back. So that would give us, you know, one more piece on the offensive side. So, you know, those, uh, so that's probably what's needed right now too, is now that the offense is starting to pick up, if we can get a couple more pieces back, you know, from that standpoint, that might give us another extra little boost as well. Well, just, you know, obviously Oregon State's coming in with Sam Noyer. I know he's not playing uh, a lot right now, but are you looking forward to seeing Sam and just kind of um, at least saying hi to him before the game? And, and I am. Because of what he did for you guys last year. That's exactly right, Brian. Yeah, I'm very appreciative of Sam and, and what he's done for us in, our, in that tough year that we dealt with, you know, with COVID and half a season and, you know, making the, the change from being where, he, you know, he graduated and came back and, was our quarterback and helped us have a successful year. There's no question that, you know, I feel a, a great deal of gratitude for what he's done and his sacrifice for us. And, and uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Sam just to get a chance to shake his hand, give him a hug and, and uh, see how he's doing. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of our players would probably have the same type of feeling and reaction when they see him. It's been November. Is there any way at all to mutual opponents when um, – you, you know, he played USC, they played USC, you know, that kind of thing where you can see what Oregon State has done against mutual opponents. It, it, does that ever factor in or is that? Sure it does. Sure it does. You know, particularly, you know, opponents that we've played, you know, the common ground thing that what you're mentioning. So, yes, that's a, that's a big factor in terms of our study and what, you know, what they've done and things like that. But I think the biggest factor is more than anything if there's similarities in what we do versus, you know, with, with teams that, Oregon State has played with that have similar schemes, right? So those are the, that's where you gain the most knowledge and ground is when they're doing something against something that we do ourselves and, and know how to do, to you know, obviously use that in your preparation. But that's a big factor. The, the, what you got to be careful of is because this this game, went particularly, and if that was in week one of the season, and now we're in week nine, and you know, sometimes this is a physical game. You lose players through injuries and stuff like we've lost players along the way, too. A lot of a lot of teams are in that kind of in that mode right now where there's guys a piece or two are missing because of injury. So sometimes the effectiveness of, of what you're studying might not be. Um, it might have been good early on in the year, but they may not be doing as much now, if that makes any sense, particularly if you start missing some of those pieces, you know, along the way. But. 
You're, you're absolutely right, though. You know, if there's some common ground with some other teams in the conference that are playing against some of our opponents, we try to see how, how effective those, those teams have played. So from who you've played, who is OSU similar to? We're different than most um, because we're not – we're, we're not like we've been in the last couple of years. You know, our defensive line and our defensive front's probably different than most. Uh, I would say Oregon State's similar. Their defense is similar to ours in terms of uh, them using some 34 personnel and some we call under front type looks. We have some under fronts as well. So, but we play against them this week. So that doesn't really <laughs> that doesn't really help. But I would say. Uh, you know, I would say USC is, is a good barometer because that's, a, that's an odd front team that, that Oregon State w went against. And we play some odd, but we're not all odd. We're, we are also four down. So there's bits and pieces we can draw from, from a lot of teams that, that they've played so far across the, you know, from their schedule. Thank you. Sure. Coach, I know we have one from the Zoom. I think Tyler King, do you have a question for Coach? Uh, yeah. Uh, hi, Carl. Um, just going back to last week's game, um, how exciting was it for you to see that Brendan Lewis to Brendan Rice connection kind of continue to build for a second straight week? And how much confidence does that give you going forward, given that they're both uh, freshmen? I'm extremely happy for both of them because they're discovering new you know, new, uh, I would say, steps of their progress, you know, and they're gaining, gaining confidence along the way. So both players being young and are, are, are very confident with each other about making plays and getting the ball to them and things like that. There's, there's always that connection when, when the, the quarterback has a great feel of one of his receivers. And I think that's starting to be developed right now. Um, but we need that feeling with a lot of our skill that's, that's, that's playing right now. I mean, I think there's, you know, Montana's made some kind of some dirty plays, you know, in the game this last week, some fourth downs, you know, conversions. And, you know, a lot of these guys are starting to step up in these critical moments. And we need them to continue to do that where, the, where Brendan Lewis feels confident he can throw to anybody. That's the goal is that whoever he's, his progression takes him to, that he has confidence that that player is going to make the play. And, but there's definitely a connection between both Brendan's and, and, and obviously the last two games have shown a lot of, you know, a lot of that success, you know, with those guys, of, you know, working against with working with each other. But we need the whole group to feel that way. And, and we need Brendan Lewis to feel confident in anybody that that's open that that they're going to make those plays. I know. Justin, do you have a question for coach on the Zoom? Yeah. Uh Carl, this past weekend we saw uh, two tailbacks in the backfield. Uh, we saw Jarek and Alex out there. I don't think we'd seen that formation before this year. I'm just curious, what do you like about that formation, and, and, and what advantages do you think it gives that, that maybe uh, isn't present when it's only uh, Alex back there or, or Jarek? Well, it gives us some run potential, which we are able to do, and also to help with you know, the passing game and in protections too. So I think the best thing, we, why we use that, Justin, is because it was something we used to do in the past years. And, and, I, and I believe it's always good to have a new wrinkle, you know, each and every week that the defense maybe hasn't prepared for. Um, 
and that's the same thing I would say what teams do to us. You know, they're going to do a new wrinkle that maybe CU hasn't seen. You know, that's a that's an unscouted look. So that's usually part of the process of why you implement some of those things, things that you haven't done in a while. You tend to bring it back just because they probably haven't had a lot of reps in their preparation to to be to utilize uh, some of those things. So that's that's all. I think a lot of people do that though, Justin. You know, if you think about it, that's. That's kind of the nature of game planning is, you know, whether you have a new defensive front or a new coverage or, you know, a new formation or a new personnel group. I think everyone kind of does that just to throw teams off a little bit and, and make them, you know, create a little bit of stress in the, in the, in the environment of the game. Okay, anything else from the Zoom? Anything else from the room? All right, thanks, All right, Thanks. Thanks, guys and ladies. All right, we'll get started with Kari Cooch. Questions? So Kari, uh, last week obviously the offensive line uh, looked a lot better. Um, we heard a lot about changes, things like that. How different did it feel for you? And just kind of how much of it was some of the changes and how much of it was kind of the pride of the O-line saying, we got to be better? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot of, a lot of new energy. I think that really brought us up. And then uh, Lejos changed uh, a few things, try to optimize it a little bit more for us, you know. But I'd say the biggest thing was the new energy in the room, you know what I mean? When Coach Vallejos got the interim tag, what was his message to your group in some of those first meetings you had with him? Uh, he wanted us to just have fun playing football. He felt like we weren't at like where we were before. So he said he didn't really want to change a whole lot of things. He wanted to just bring us up more than try to change things. What's the, what's the kind of mood of the team as you come into this week? Obviously, you know, a disappointing loss last week, but the offense moves the ball and you get some points on the board. I mean, is there some confidence that was built up the last week? Yeah, yeah, definitely some optimism coming into this week, and hopefully we can keep it rolling a little bit, maybe start a little bit faster. We still start a little slow, but, yeah, just try to keep it rolling. Carl, what do you see from Oregon State? What was their defense uh, they play a lot of the 3-4 a lot, so we're trying to just prepare for that. They have pretty good linebackers. The, I don't remember their names exactly, but, yeah, a lot of talented linebackers as well. Is it a defense you've seen this year, similar? Uh, yeah, pretty similar. I mean, we've faced multiple fronts this year, so I think we're, you know, pretty experienced in all fronts so far. Sam Noyer's not been playing a whole lot up there, but um, he'll be coming back this week. And he was your quarterback here for for a long time. So are you looking forward to kind of seeing Sam and and you know, kind of reliving some of the memories from last year? Yeah, yeah, it'll definitely be good to see Sam. I mean, he didn't. I don't think he left here on bad terms with anybody. So we still all love Sam wherever he plays at. You know. Coach Hagan had mentioned that you guys had kind of reverted to some old techniques on the offensive line. Is that stuff you were doing under Coach Cap, or when were you guys doing some of the stuff you re-implemented last week? Yeah, some of the philosophies were probably a little closer to Coach Cap. I think uh, Vlahos's, uh philosophy is a little closer to Coach Cap, so that was like more some of the stuff that Vlahos, uh changed a little bit, because we were also familiar with it. Are you guys more comfortable with that? Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty comfortable with most schemes at this point, considering we've rotated quite a bit. But yeah, I think it's it's something that might fit us a little bit better than uh, some of the older stuff, I guess. I feel like the leadership's developing on this team throughout the season, and you're one of the old guys, and 
uh, especially with like Nate obviously going down and not being on the field. I mean, you're not on defense, but how do you feel like some of the leadership's developing? I think it's good. I mean, like uh, the, the new energy, at least I can only really speak for the O-line because that's the room I'm in most of the time. Uh, but at least in our room, I mean, we're, we're all so close. Like we have understandings with each other. So leadership is in our room is more than just like one person. It's more just belief in everyone around us. So we have open communication with all of us. What was the, the feeling, the attitude, like in the huddles, you know, as, as you're getting a score and as the game is going better, um, what was it like in the huddles compared to the previous games? Uh, I mean, we're, we're definitely amped up because we were moving the ball pretty well and like, you know, we actually ended up scoring quite a bit of, quite a few. So just, I mean, real high energy, just ready to go out no matter what happened on either side of the ball. For you on a personal level, um, you know, your, your career's winding down now. You only got to this last month ago. Um, have you thought about that at all yet? And, and have you thought about kind of the journey you've had and have you kind of developed into one of the more consistent linemen here? Yeah, yeah, I've thought about it and like, you know, just thinking back, like all the coaches I've had and everything like that. It's just like, I mean, it's definitely been great here. It's just like weird to think back that it went so quick, you know? So I've, I've, I've thought about it a little, little bit, but I, I've tried to avoid thinking about it too much, you know? I think it would be easy for a lot of guys to get down after kind of some of the struggles that Brennan Lewis had earlier this year. He had a good game on Saturday. What, what have you seen from him in that huddle? What's kind of his leadership style? Is it kind of a quieter style that he has? Uh, yeah, B. Lou's energy really rose up when, because, I mean, it's hard for a quarterback to do well when we're not doing well. So it's also on us for, you know, his struggles as well. So when, when we were playing well, he plays better. He's up, we're up. It's just a whole new energy in the huddle and just people encouraging each other. So he, he was just a lot more vocal, a lot more into it, it seemed, you know. All right, we're good. Thanks, Gary. No problem.